it feels like before it was we were you were living uh, with Mel and I, both characters, and now you're doing cocaine cowboys, the lady character, and the guy character who lives in the swamp later. I don't understand any of that. Chris, do you understand what I'm saying? I understand the first part. Oh, so we're, we're, we're not oh, on the screen. Yes. <laughs> now I feel like you're in a new Talking Heads video. Like they yeah. got back together <laughs> and they're like, also, we're going 80. See the length of the sleeves. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Of course. Any English person in summertime? Looking at Tom, I'm thinking Brexit's going well. Tom, is Brexit going well? I'm practically Italian now. <laughs> What a brilliantly English answer to that. And he basically said no, but it sounded like a yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I think successful economies, Italy's not the first one that comes to mind. It is for, it, but for Chris, it is for me. And that's because I don't know anything about the economy. Yeah, I think we have to think about timescales. Yeah, well... Yeah. I was right. I was think that uh, Italy. This was a, a comparison that I made during Brexit. Is that it's very funny that you're following Italy's route because Rome was the greatest empire, ruled the waves, and now look at her. <laughs> and um, so what I think this means is in about maybe four hundred years we'll have really good wine, oh or a God. porn star. Uh, porn star is a senator. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that in about 500 years, people will seek out English food? They'll be like, you know what I could really go for tonight is um, uh, some bovril in a can. Well, I just think that the, because of climate change, um, the weather's going to get such that viniculture in this country will really pick up. Oh, yeah. Mm, to, fair okay, enough. I, I, uh, Chris, get ready, yeah. for, uh, get ready to hate me the way I usually hate you. So yeah, I, yeah. I, Oh my hey, god. Hey, oh Fred. wow. No. Wow. My, my Unexpected buckfast on the bye. stream. We can't have a man We need an that alert. Bla that blazer on buckfast. Like do you understand? We, these are the multitudes of Tuck. This yeah. is why we love him. I mean, he's going to start accusing us of being Catholic in like five minutes. <laughs> is that why he's wearing orange? Yeah, is that why you're wearing orange? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get an email from Baldy thanks thanks to you. Yeah. You <laughs> um, Oh, what's the word? Not partisan. Oh, should I, I should I should get up the stream on on my laptop so I can see the chat, shouldn't I? There's no chat. Anymore. Oh, there's no chat. We're not live anymore. We uh we pre-record now because our schedules are crazy. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. It's, it's just the three of us. I really yeah, we're in a void. It's it's an odd thing because I do think about them and it's like, like I think I'm like oh, I wonder how Steve's doing. And I'm like, what? He's a guy in a chat, but yeah, dude, all the time. Yeah, it's a way we haven't had any horny sometimes twitches posts in months. You know? Oh, I know. It's a real shame. Yeah, we haven't had that guy just come out and talking about a tequila bottle in his asshole. Oh, what was his name? Baldy knows. Oh. He's yelling it. Oh, Shit. God, ben something. It. it was yeah, ben, ben something. Ben something. <laughs> and, but I yeah, love sticking dick and tequila. I have a question. Where the fuck is Tom right now? Uh, welcome, everyone. We haven't started the show. This is the cold open. Uh, Tom, you're not currently in your cluttered but lovely room in the People's Republic of London. Where are you? You seem like you're in some sort of asylum. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm actually my girlfriend's flat. Oh! <laughs> um, because I'm rehearsing a play and 
it's yeah. easier to get to the rehearsal room from hers. So, oh, 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 the rehearsal room. Well, Tuck, you know that you don't need to have a reason to be at your girlfriend's place, right? You can just to be no, there. No. I like. I like. She's, I like she's currently not here, so that's you know. Oh, also better. fine. You've been dating yeah. for a while. It's Pause. totally fine. <laughs> I want to talk about a specific thing that I love, which is the moment in the relationship. When the person that you're uh, banging on likewise leaves. Yeah, that's what they call it. That's how they say it. And you're just at their house. I love that. I love when mm. you have that moment where you're like, oh, my God. Tell you what, there's only one key for the bins, and I got it. I mean, oh, that's pretty cool. Can I just that's one responsibility. Or, it's, really or it's, a across... sin, it's a subtle sign. England comes across like a third world country all the time, especially with phrases like we have to lock up the bins. Like, who's stealing the bins? No, it's because it's, 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 it's a collective area for multiple flats. Yeah. And it's a courtyard. So I've got to get a key to get into the courtyard to put into the big bin. Okay. A little less scummy. The, uh, the What's first... in the courtyard? Is it good shit? I've got, I've got a bunch of kids playing in water here. Whoa. Can you see that? Oh, so Toronto. This is that's what Toronto in the summer looks like right there, which is just a weird puddle near condos. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Surrounded. There's a prison too. Is there really a prison in downtown Toronto now? Where? Yeah, there's a prison in Liberty Village. Apparently it's been there the whole time. It's just over there. What? Yeah, yeah. It's like a block from my house. You'd this never is... know. It doesn't look like it. There's no barbed wire. There's no the yard must be in the middle because I've this never seen same. anything. As Presumably it's low security. You'd hope. Yeah. What if it's, it's a pretty affluent area? They hate me. I don't know. Can I tell? All right, I'm going to say a couple of things. Let's talk about. I want to talk about the ladies' prison in North London. That always freaked me out. But two, let's talk about my grandfather who predicted the rise of Liberty Village, where Chris is living right now, which was he was reading an article uh, in the Toronto Star, Toronto's uh, paper of note, discussing how they were turning the stockyards into condominiums. And then my grandfather looked at a map or something, and then called my uncle who was looking at property and demanded he buy a condo in that area and was like, I won't speak to you if you don't. My uncle did. They announced the Liberty uh, Village project the next day, and the condo doubled in value that day. It was my grandfather's <laughs> greatest triumph. Like, you literally nice. could not question him on anything because from that day he was like, go ask your uncle about what <laughs> I'm right. Like, God fucking God you, know, you know the quarter mile in Edinburgh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I live. I lived um, right near there while I was at university, and oh. they were selling off plan for like a hundred twenty thousand. God and, damn it! And I was like, oh, maybe I should just ask my parents to buy me a flat. I was like, no, I'm not that kind of person. But they don't have a mortgage; they could have easily, easily afforded it, and it would have quadrupled their money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I will think about this. So I have a couple of sliding doors moments in my life, even though I fucking hate the premise of that idea. And one of them was <laughs> in Montreal, I was working for a morning radio show and I was teaching improvisation to high school students. Oh, and a private school. And, at, and yeah, that, what? <laughs> but yes. Ergo. <laughs> um a private school offered me a bung load of money to come be their like drama teacher and write a drama curriculum for them because the, the Quebec uh, the Quebec education system once you get private is basically like 
Yo, you a guy? And I'm like, yeah, you like, you ever touched a kid? No? All right, well, you work here now. And it's like, what the fuck? Uh, that and then the morning radio show offered me a bunch of money, and I almost stayed and bought a condo as a property instead of moving to Toronto to pursue stand-up comedy. And for years, that looked like a good idea because the Montreal housing market was in the fucking toilet. And then post-COVID, it's bounced back so hard, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'd have a mint, but I would like it would never have happened. But I think about it sometimes. It would have. You would have just rented it out, and that would have paid your uh, paid your nut. I guess. But yeah. You could have rented it out to comedians and had stress every month when they were oh like, "No, God. it's coming." I think no, it's coming. That. You know what I think about? I uh, as Chris knows, I've gotten really into the Grateful Dead, a band that Tom would really enjoy getting into. There's lore. It's complex. Yeah, this up my it. it it is one of those intimidating projects because you know once you're in, you're in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And it's I gotta tell you, Tom, it's real fun. But you like you go insane. Like I literally was watching a YouTube video, which was just a guy trying to guess which year the songs were from, and he was not as good as me. All right, he thought mm-hmm. he's a. He thought a 76 was a 74. What the fuck are you doing? Idiot! Idiot! Thank you. There's two different drummers, Chris. You know that. Of course, um, at the same time. The um. The singer from the Mountain Goats, John Darnell, is hugely into the Grateful Dead. Always into- a countdown to the Mountain Goats when Tuck oh, is yeah. on. Oh, by the way, I'm, by the way, I have two instruments within reaching distance, even though this is not my house. Uh, yeah, she dates yeah, Tuck. Yeah, go. she dates yeah, Tuck. Go. Goddamn right. Tom, what was your type again? This was determined. It was something, something lactose intolerant. Uh, young, depressed, and lactose intolerance. That was my thing. <laughs> Basically, if I offer a woman a latte and she cries, she's probably mine. I like nice. them off the teat. <laughs> yes, because from that, mine is uh, uh, fourth wave feminists who drink whole milk. <laughs> uh, well, you'd be you'd be pleased to know that my girlfriend is uh, actually uh, she is younger than me, but by uh, four days. Boo. Ooh. Ooh. Four cradle whole days. Robber, cradle robber. Creep. Creep. Cradle robber. Sicko. But he is lact- lactose intolerant. So there we go. Cool. Still got it. All right. <laughs> How's the depression? Is yeah. How sad is this lady? Mm. But she shoots Middle with the other hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Blazing saddles around nice. right. nice. God damn. I put it up in the background earlier this week, and let me tell you, doesn't hold up in the way that you could not make that movie now, but it is still awesome. It it's is so awesome. funny. Oh, it's, it's so funny. funny as fuck. But, but even, even space balls, you couldn't do some of the jokes now. What I like is Mel Brooks was recently asked, "What do you? How do you feel about the fact you couldn't make uh, Blazing Saddles now?" And he was like, "I couldn't make it then." Perfect. Like it's just like, yeah, like they fired Richard Pryor, and apparently the studio kept being like, "No, like, oh, can I get a movie theater? I got to film the ending." No, don't do that. That ending's insane. What do you mean they just come onto the lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was never okay. That's why it was such a great movie. Everybody was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Weirdly racially progressive, but also fucked. There's always something about hearts and intention that you can just smell. That's like great somehow. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Can, no one gives a fuck about Blazing Saddles because yeah. no one thinks he, anyone's trying to do anything like other than make you laugh. 
This yeah, is it's exactly- also about racism. And yeah. the one, like, the other, the only, like, good, like, white guy is a guy who doesn't give a fuck about his race. It's like... Mm. Oh, my God. And the, it's my point about all of this sort of freedom of speech bullshit that's in comedies. It's like, well, it's like, isn't everything anything? Isn't everything funny? Yeah, anything can be funny. But some things it's really, really hard to make funny. Yeah, you so therefore... Have, like, if, if you're a skilled enough comedian and do the work to make it funny... Correct. Funny. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's in the, it's the same way that like anyone could build a nuclear bomb in that like Oppenheimer was a human being, ergo one of us could like you know you extrapolate from, but you're not taking into account all of the like work and effort. And Blazing Saddles is the perfect example of it's like, who wrote it? Well, it was Richard Pryor and Mel Brooks, and they had to work <laughs> really, really hard and do more than one draft. So good luck you trying to do it like an edgy <laughs> bit about the N-word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. and it's like uh, I always about gollywogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always think about uh, um Sarah Silverman gave an interview years ago. Her new special is good. Um, she uh, she gave an interview years ago and, and she was talking about like some of her bleaker jokes and she's like you just have to make sure it's funnier than it is heartbreaking yes and it was, it's like um, yeah yeah oh this amazing sarah silverman joke um she goes um i said um my boyfriend broke up with me it, um he was half black and i'm gonna feel like such a loser sorry 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 he was half white yeah. <laughs> oh no, she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm being so negative. Yeah, I'm being so negative. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I always like the one where she says, um, so I was licking jelly off my boyfriend's oh. penis the other day, and I thought to myself, I'm turning into my mother. <laughs> I just thought Speck of Dust, her last next Netflix special was maybe it's the best Netflix special put out. Like, it is so fucking good, really good and really no good. one it talked about good. it. Like, yeah, it and, was really, really I'll good. I'll tell you what, the, the one no one talks about, Kathleen Madigan. Oh, I you. never watched that. I never watched oh it my either. God. She's really good. She is very yeah. good. It's, I will say, rewatched it again, again. So I've watched it three times now. Mm. It's fucking brilliant. Oh, of course. It's the same thing with Lewis Black has some albums, mm. particularly the Carnegie Hall performance, uh, the White Album, uh, Luther Banks Performing Arts Center Blues or something, mm. are so fucking good and do not get the acknowledgement they deserve. He does five minutes on the opera in the Carnegie Hall performance. That's so fucking stupid. Like, and in here you get to fuck a ballerina. Like, it's just so fucking weird. It just... <laughs> I really recommend it. No one talks about him in the same sort of way. Like no one talks about the Jim Gaffigan goes around the United States selling out arenas and yeah. no one knows. And it's like, but even like, like Jackie Cation fucking kills me. Like she makes me does. laugh so hard yeah, and no like, one talks about her. Like she's a killer and no one talks about her. Yeah. But she still sells and yeah. Gaffigan sells. Sort of. She does like, she does like clubs. Patience yeah. still just doing clubs. She's not even doing theaters, and she's just been killing for like my whole life. I mean, the, yeah. it's the it's. The I don't find Gaffigan that funny. Really? Even really? like, wow! Even you know, the early stuff, on. like about bowling and vaping and shit. Like, holy okay, yeah. shit! We're, we're not. I want you need to listen to some albums. His first, mm. he has two albums on Comedy Central Records that are. First of all, Comedy I'm, Central Records, the early Comedy Central Records from like two thousands. Holy shit! Did they? I don't know who their A&R man was, but talk about the man with the golden eye. Like, holy yeah. fuck, every single one of those bangers. It's even the good Dane Cook album. Yeah, <laughs> I said it. Which one's that? Is that Relentless? 
What's that? Oh, fuck yourself. Put a fist in your ass. Uh, I'm just trying to remember which one. Chris? Yeah. In your ass. Um, no. It's uh, harmful if swallowed. Yes. There we go. It's a terrible name, by the way. May I just say that everything comedians name earnestly is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, counter? Um, counter to what? Oh, what I just said. That comedian, anything comedian's name earnestly is awful. I want my, I, my first thought was I've not seen the show yet, but the, the Biglia show, The Old Man in the Pool, sounds like it's going to be earnest and it's quite a good title. It is. It's a good title. I don't think it's going to be earnest. I would like to it's say... It's Biglia. It's going to be It's going to be very funny, though. It's going to be punchline yeah. heavy. He goes well, for it. I'm going to say something bitchy about that. Ooh. I don't like that he's playing McEwen Hall at primetime during the Fringe. I think that's a bit rude. Yeah, but he's yeah. American, so he doesn't know. But Bill Burr I give Americans a pass. Hang on. Bill Burr knew. And I don't like, and it's one of those things where it's like, Bill Burr is way more famous than you, Mike Birbiglia. Some, you're not in an ivory tower. Yeah, but Bill, but Bill Burr still played the grand. 100, percent but he did it at, at 11 p.m. and uh, uh, he did one, yeah, like 1 p.m. and 11 p.m. or something like that. He didn't do yeah. it. He didn't do it in, at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. I believe, and I believe that's when Birbiglia is. And listen, make your money, Mike. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's There's just a little part of me that's like, could you just just go in the afternoon, go a little bit later? You know what I mean? And I just I know that he wants to make money. He's an entitled, but I'm just I'm just I'm trying to live positively. But I just. I oh don't know because he's um he's doing that and then he's he's I don't know what he's doing in September because then he's in London in October. Like, what are you doing in the middle? Europe. They're starting to do Europe. A lot of American mm-hmm. comics are like touring through um all those all those wonderful countries because word's getting out that there's that you can sell tickets. So yeah, cool. Yeah. How, yeah. Tom? I assume you saw the news that there's not going to be awards this year. Uh, it's not decided. I think they I were trying, trying to up. hope they get cancelled. I think it would be the best thing in the world if they got well, cancelled. Well, I think that that will mean the ACMS Awards become the biggest story in town. Well, that's, hey. Listen, let me tell you. As a nine-time winner. <laughs> as a nine-time winner of ACMS Awards on one night because yep. everyone else wow. had left. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I can tell you what an honor it is. <clears throat> yeah. And the most amazing thing was, um, for ACMS, I think it was 2013 and 2014, two, year, two years in a row, Simon Munnery won Best Worst Human from a random number generator. <laughs> it's like one in 40 times one in 40 possibility <laughs> of this happening. Um, overtaken, I think, by Rachel Paris the next year. Was Rachel Paris in attendance? Yes, you have to be. It, look, if you're in the room, you're eligible for every award. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, because um, the producer. Oh yeah, to... should we do? Should we do some admin? Yes, of course. <laughs> what kind of program do you think we're running here, sir? <laughs> I'm all that. I, I presume. I presume you just you know, snip out all all the bits that are, or you just put it out unedited. Yeah, mm. unedited. Oh, so please don't say anything too wild, because don't make I mean, us cut this. I'm not going to listen to it. Do you want to host an ACMS or two? Uh, yes, maybe. I, the one thing is, I don't know if I want to go that late, but probably. I, I can always hold the fort. 
You can always hold the fort? Yeah, and then let's yeah, talk yeah. about that. I would so, um, oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that'll be three days a week, and then I think I'm doing a play every day, but that's not till five, so I can go to bed late. Nice! Are Classic you be, play, new play. Are you going to be doing... New play, new play, and I, um, I don't think I can talk about it because it's not an official offer, but... Oh, is that the one you're rehearsing for right now? No, no the, the one I'm rehearsing for right now I, 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 is this. Shutters. What's that saying? A lesbian, a lesbian rock, rock, opera. rock opera. So, of course, they cast Tom. Tom. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, I, I, why are you doing... I like all this more theater acting. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Just, what I like is I, if I, I needed to have a friend who's in the theater, and I think we all knew it was going to be you or Tim Fitzheim. <laughs> And it in many ways is well, both and, you and Tim Fitzheim. I mean, Tim Fitzheim does now run a theatre. That's true, but he is not of the theatre. Do you know what I'm saying? He's yes, wearing well, a blazer. Um, oh, um, you know, the, 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 the play I did last year, um, <laughs> that is currently on the iPlayer, if you have a VPN to... Oh! Was that the play The play what I wrote? Indeed, oh, yes. Uh, yes. Oh. I think it'll be on for another six months. Great. Everyone try to check it out. Tell who's the special guest on that one? Because you always had a, a secret special guest. It's Hiddleston. Yeah. Hiddleston. Are you and nice. do you now have Loki's phone number? I don't. I don't. Oh, I, um, I, I, I know his sister independently of that. So I, I've got her number. So I'm, okay. I'm sure if I needed to get a message to him, I could. Interesting. Great ending. Send it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just write stuff innocuous about the event. What is Captain America like, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom, I, want to, I want to tell Chris Evans about that. Not that one. Not that one either. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other one? The guy who runs Go Faster Stripe. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. That's got to be tough for him. You're Chris Evans? Yeah, but not that one. That? No, not that one. <laughs> this is whole fucking life. Yeah. yeah. A sidebar, and I don't know when else I'm going to have an opportunity to say this, and I'm going to say two things about Go Faster Stripe. One, the loud weird music that he puts at a bunch of the, at the beginning of a bunch of the releases freaks me out every fucking time, because I'm always <laughs> like, wait, am I watching a Stuart Lee? Oh, no, it's not. Uh, second, blomp, 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 that sounded like Hockey Night in Canada. Was that it's an accident or is it, it similar? It is sort of similar. Okay. It's at the beginning of like a Tony Law. It's at the beginning of a Richard Herring one. It's at the beginning mm-hmm. of a like a Stuart Lee one. It really bothers me. Second yeah. of all, I find that the cam- the cameras never move and it's so static and it bugs me every time. I just want some hey, activity for the you, eye. You clearly haven't watched mine. I have not watched yours. We've got two. Three static cameras and one moving. Is yours available to stream? I feel like yours is only a physical DVD copy, and I was just like, no, oh, mine, mine was the la- literally the last one they produced on DVD because I was like, but it's called that. May I can I please have one, please, please? Oh. It's like we've stopped doing that. So yeah, yeah, you you you, you can you can buy it digitally. But can you stream it? Uh, no, would you buy you buy a digital copy for five, five, five pounds. Oh, okay. Then okay. I, will buy, I will buy a digital copy and watch it. I love doing that. I watch a lot of stand-up is, specials. Is Next Up still a thing? That's yeah. right. Okay. Are they, because, like, they were paired with, like, Virgin, I think, and maybe Prime. I don't know. They were tied to, yeah, like, a couple Prime, different yeah, companies. Amazon, yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. Are they, so they're still, are they still making stuff? Or are they, have they become, like, Vice, where they're, like, a production company, but they don't have a channel anymore? Um, they don't have a... 
I'm not sure. I think they are, but that is a guess. I'm slightly more sure. They are. They're making a lot of live stream content, and they really sort of pivoted smartly in the pandemic and have gotten a lot more eyes and are kind of just sort of the go-to shooters of stand-up. Ooh. Uh, much to the chagrin of Go Faster stream. I mean, yeah, like, it's. I think it's... Yeah, just but I mean, vibe. yeah, but Chris is based in Cardiff, like, like, and, you know... He never and, really wanted and, it. Go, go Faster are filming Jaws' uh, um, Mr. Fruit Salad. So that's finally getting immortalized. Holy uh, shit, that was month. like four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're doing two. They're doing Mr. Fruit Salad and uh, Blink, right? Which I always called Ben Tarjay because Ben worked on it, but that's not the right title, and you shouldn't ben, say Ben that. worked on both of them. Oh, did he really? I didn't realize <laughs> yes. he worked on... Um... And he's also in both of them. Oh, I only knew that he was in Blink. Great. Great. I, uh... well, because in Mr. Fruit Salad, another Mr. Fruit Salad comes on, and that is Ben. <laughs> at one ACMS we had uh, three Mr. Fruit salads uh, one was Jaws, one was um, Adam Larder dressed up as the oh, Adam sweet <laughs> you know the sweet fruit salad the British yeah. sweet he made it out of cardboard and then I, I just had another fa- different sort of fake beard, glasses and a hat and a tin of fruit salad yeah. the Del Monte <laughs> salad and we just for literally 10 minutes during the interval, we just screamed, I am Mr. Fruitsad at the audience. <laughs> um, what was the premise of Mr. Fruit Salad? I remember there was a conceit, um, but I can't remember what it well, was. Well, basically, Jaws got really depressed. And now, uh, this was his way of talking on. about it on, on, the, on stage. So uh, he, mask. Did he actually get depressed? Yes. That's crazy to me. May I say this about Jaws Norris? Just looks like like he looks like the sweetest lad. Like I don't, I can't imagine him being sad. I just assume he's just on a train platform about to turn around towards like a pretty lady, Sonia. You know what I mean? Like oh had- no, that's I. I did the mics with Jaws for a long time, and uh, Jaws is exactly the kind of like friendly and nice where it's like, oh, you have a lot of sadness in you. Of course, yeah, yeah. It runs yes, deep. but yeah. I think he's turning around on a train platform going. Oh, am I going to listen to this Peter Gabriel album again? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God, my heartbreak. Peter Gabriel and Sad. Big time. <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's a wonderful man and yes. uh, a brilliant comic. Oh yeah, my and God. So and he's so really funny. figured it out since Fruit Sound. Because Fruit Sound, I think, really like is, is the thing that, like, Going through the process of like having this mask and like that uh, then allowed him to be able to go. Oh, I understand what I'm doing. Nice. Well, that what was the web one that he made? Oh yeah, I love. By the way, not I didn't being, see the full show of that. Not being an alti comic in that manner, but I love being adjacent to it. So I just get to see in previews where you just see someone walked up, walk in with like eight paper peacocks and a, like in a flamethrower, and you're like, "What's this for?" And he's like, "It's for one bit." What the <laughs> man i want to stick around and see how this doesn't do well yeah. in front of this crowd a preview of two people who think emotion is important like it's that's just, right oh. he's he's, uh, he's opening for uh um one of the russells and their crowd showed up and he's like no we'll both do previews it'll be fine they came for observational humor and jazz is like Here's a metaphor for the deep sadness that dwells within all of us. Oh yes, please. Oh fuck yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put this 
clothesline across the back of the stage and hang some sad images on it. Yeah. <laughs> I um. But I think it might be time for Buckfast. No, it's not ever time for Buckfast. When's the last time you had Buckfast, Chris? Mine was the last time I had Buckfast. It was November of 2015. I had stayed up all night with Phil Nickel. Yeah. <laughs> And we were too, shall we say, on a bunch of nose beers to realize that the vodka was under the table. So instead, we switched to Buckfast at 6 a.m. And let me tell you, I did not enjoy that. I went home. I slept for one hour on the sofa of our living room. I smoked a full pack of cigarettes looking out the window. Ate a Sainsbury's meal deal. Was very sick in the parking lot of that Sainsbury's. Went and did a Junglers on the Road gig smashed it harder than I've ever smashed anything in my life. Full sweated. Made it, matched with a lady on Tinder. She said, uh, I'm not attracted to you, but my friend is. Met up with that friend. Slept with that friend. And then slept for 12 hours and then took one of the worst shits of my life. What a crazy period of time in my life. And I've never drank Buckfast again. Um, well, yeah, yes. you peaked here to that right. Abbey in Devon. <laughs> Yay. Oh, God, it looks like port, but it's not port. Mm. The, 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 re, the reason I got it is because um, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, well, I was c- coming home from rehearsals. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. The idea that you're coming home from a rehearsal, from like the exploring ideas, and you put the pass the shelf of an offline. Oh, was I Blackner? I texted my girlfriend and and. I said anything I should pick up, and she was like, "Oh, maybe a bottle of wine." But other than that, we're fine. And I went to the went to the off license, and next to each other was, "Oh, that looks a nice bottle of wine." And it was precisely the same price as this bottle of Buckfast, which was next to it, and it really made me giggle and to the extent where I had to buy them so I could say yeah. I bought this because they were next to each. You did the right thing. You absolutely did the right thing, and I think that you did. You absolutely did the right thing. That's it. That's how people normally get two dogs, not buck fast. <laughs> yeah, it was eight pounds seventy. Weird price as well. Can I also say that inflation has done one thing that I really enjoy in the London off-license world, which is. They have officially stopped giving a fuck at all about what something is the price of. And you just walk in and it is whatever that guy wants to charge. There was a off license in Islington where I bought a bottle of water every day because it was the summer. And it was a different price radically (laughs) every time. Five pounds. And I went five pounds and he went two pounds. And I went, okay. It's the thing. The British are not leaning into the shit that their country is now. And they need to, because that's where, that's where they live. You know what I mean? The fun is. My takeaway from that story is how much you hate the environment. Oh, I do hate Ooh. the environment. I immediately then threw that plastic in, um, in into a, a whale. Bit. Into a whale's hole. Yes, I did. I trucked out on a little dinghy. <laughs> driven driven by an older, posh Englishman. You know what I mean? Who had a lot of sailing stories that are yeah. yeah. oddly yeah. sexual. Hoist the mail's in. That's exactly the voice I'm picturing. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk, you, in about 10 years, you could really start leaning into grizzled maritime roles. And, oh, mm-hmm. what a way... What a way to, to well, just... keep keep, keep getting cast in casting things where I've got to shave. So this is going to come off for Tuesday, which is open. Ooh. Oh, 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 o
tomorrow. Okay. Well, then that's the QR code. Come see okay. it. Okay. There, no, no, lean it. No, right into the camera. No, make it flat. Make it flat. Okay. Move it. There you go. Now, bring now closer. The now down. Now in. Great podcast content there. Uh, <laughs> oh, we haven't even started the show. Oh, my God. What a fucking brilliant anyway, cold it, open it, we've it's done. The Clapham Omnibus from Tuesday for three weeks. Amazing. Um, Tom, are you ready to start the show? What? Oh, no. The Canadians are coming. Chris, John, and Irish Ashley combined to make the ultimate like team knows, better Tom is than currently any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Switch well, Dream. I think he's gonna John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Switch Dream. Welcome, the earliest Tom. we've started the show in weeks. Welcome, Tom. Welcome to the program. I'm currently having a breakfast burrito, and it is fucking good. Um, uh, is- Tom, your lesbian rock opera, how many Joan Jett songs are in it? Great question. Great question. Uh, none. All original music. All original music composed yeah, by lesbians or for lesbians? Composed by lesbians or for lesbians? Or is it a FUBU situation? Thank you. And so in uh, the writer of the book, lyrics and some of the music yeah. is a lesbian. Okay. And the writer of the rest of the music is a lesbian. So yes, the former. Excellent. Good. When you say book, how do you write a book that is a rock opera? Oh, get the fuck off the stream. If you come on this fucking program and you do not know... The difference between the book and the lyrics and the music when it pertains to a musical. Guess where you go? You go in the fucking bin. That was a good joke on my part. Come <laughs> back, face. I'm not a theater guy. I don't do theater things. Uh, no one asks me to act in things, so I am not familiar with. If anything, I'm the voice of the people here. Please instruct us on your absolutely ridiculously. I would pretentious like ways. How about this, Chris? I'd like if you exited Pursued by a Bear. Tom, did you enjoy my theater joke? Uh, yes, that was a, a Winter's Tale joke. That is correct. Which is usually performed in a? Uh, theater. That's right. Uh, <clears throat> explain what the um, book is, Tom. And a, a state of agitation because everyone's like, this is weird. Why this war bit? It's weird. Sounds like a great show. It's not. The Winter's Tale sucks. It's a really bad play. That's why Shakespeare's kind of the best. Is like you're like, oh my god, this is the best play right ever, and you're like, and we know that because sometimes, woo, swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is both long and boring. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Tom, explain. <laughs> my favorite book. one is uh, "Come as You Are." That's my favorite Shakespeare play. Oh, that one. Stinks. How have you got Shakespeare mixed up with Nirvana? No, it's the same. That's the song's you- based on it. Are you thinking of As You Like It? No, it's Come As You Are. I'm right. Okay. What's the plot of Come As You Are? It's, you know, there's a sad man in Seattle, Norfolk. And, uh... <laughs> he's got a very tall friend who plays bass. And, uh, later on, uh, his drummer becomes... Andrew A. Gucic. 
Yeah, thank you. See, T- Tuck's seen it. What's your fucking problem, Hastings? You, you're my problem, bitch. Yo! Oh. <laughs> and um, and um, it's sometimes Toby Belts cheer, uh, like, you know, tours with them. Sure, yeah. Bobcat, Goldthwaite opened for that play a lot. I would just like to say that uh, Tom just performed an excellent Pat Smear Sir Toby Belch joke that Chris did not catch. That was absolutely spectacular. Thank I don't. You, I don't know enough about Pat Smear. I just know that I. I remember seeing him in the videos and being like, "That goofy dude's on television. Good for him." Oh my God. I love Pat Smear because Pat Smear is literally just in a really influential punk band and then did heroin and worked at a grocery store and then would just be like, "Wait a minute, is that Pat Smear?" Then he was just in Nirvana and then in Foo Fighters and he's like. I fucking hate this. I'm quitting. And they're like, you're quitting being a rock star? And he's like, yeah, fuck you guys. And then he just left for 10 years and then he came back. I love I love Pat Smear. I need money again. I'm in this band. See ya. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I love how much he looks like um, um, a French fullback. Mm-hmm. He does really look like a guy who you're like, oh my God, that Italian seems to know a lot about wine. And then he turns out to be French and you're like, I didn't know French people could be well not tough but actually you know what it, 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 i think he looks like vicente lizarazu who's from the basque country so it's like oh. right there i don't even what? fucking know who the basque fuck country rules i don't know i don't know who he's no, talking, but I, I thought he was getting to it i thought he was about. getting to it but uh basque country they're tough they're tough motherfuckers they out are there. tough they are tough they have more than one flag vicente lizarazu played left back for france over 100 times like that's not an obscure bit of information and what sport are you yes, talking about? Rugby. Football. Um, rugby. I also thought rugby. are really into rugby as well. So that doesn't surprise me. I think I think I told this before, but I went on a road trip through the Basque Country when I was eighteen, and because um, I was working at a hostel in Anglet, uh, uh, in in it, and um, we stopped at this tiny little town called All Dudes, which is why we went there because the name made us laugh. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> and um, we literally well, planned the route. Do you pronounce I'll do this? <laughs> Probably we didn't ask, and um, oh. we uh, we we planned our route just based on the towns that made us laugh the most. And all dudes, number one. And uh, we we stopped in this bar. Uh, we all spoke French, which they were delighted about. And then a woman showed us a picture of her ten-year-old son who had won the strongest Basque child competition. Yeah, <laughs> uh, was, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Little Basque buff boy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's an he was holding a, a boar over his head, just this fucking jacked ten-year-old, and his mom was so proud. Look at my strong boy. Can I just <laughs> say, like, all dudes, all dudes, all it's dudes. stuff like that that is missing from countries. Like, do you know how much better the north of England would be if you just walked into a pub and some just fucking snaggletooth land beast told you about their child that just won strongest jaw in all of Leeds? Like, look at him like, chew. Look at yeah, him fucking chew. chew. That's a <laughs> belt. That's a belt. You think that that's a burger? That's a fucking belt. Like that would be amazing. Well, um, also, um, think the thing about the Basque country. Well, the, the the Spanish half of the Basque Country. Oh, easy. Uh, well, no, good. Uh, it's yep. just the most Michelin stars <laughs> per population in the world. Oh my god! <laughs> is that because a lot of Michelin stars are a low population? A lot of Michelin stars. Of Michelin oh yeah, because they have like it's not it's one of the major cities in Basque Country. I can't remember which one. So they're like it's like Barcelona or Madrid or something. Like one of the big ones is right right in there. Is Barcelona? Uh, Bilbao. No, but there's a bigger one though, isn't there? 
I don't I, know. Listen, I'll have to look at a map of Basque country. We, I, don't know. I used to. I worked at a pro Basque hostel where they had like Basque flags everywhere, and uh, we realized that our owner would just disappear for a couple of weeks, and then and then there would be and then Basque country would just be in the news, and we'd be like, "Where were you, man?" And he's like, "Around." We're like, oh, so no, I've, I've just checked on Wiki, uh, Wikipedia. Bilbao is the biggest city. Bilbao is the biggest. Oh, okay, is Barcelona in Basque Country though? No, is it Macedonia? Am I thinking of Macedonia? Is it Macedonia? Is Barcelona in Macedonia? No, Catalonia. Uh, Although to be fair, Catalans. That's what I was thinking. I'm playing that in Castellano, which would fuck them off. Hmm. Mm. Cassiano's like famously the little uh, click clacks that uh, tango dancers use. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god. I would love, and I bet you this is true in Spain, that there are two regions that argue over who invented the clicky clackies during tango dancing, oh. and I want to be there for that argument. You motherfucking <laughs> Basques, we were the first ones to go like, we're rattlesnakes! We are rattlesnakes in Madrid! Go ahead, Tom. Have I told you about um, the time this Galician guy sat next to me? I don't oh. know where that is. This is another Vostenetrschlosh situation. Did you, did you meet a griffin? What the fuck was that word you just said? Galician. All right. Galician. Oh. Actually, no, oh. No, he, wasn't, he wasn't Galician. He just sat down and started. It was outside the Tate Modern. And I was having a fag oh, on a bed. Go fuck yourself. There you go. go. There you go. And this old man sat next to me and started speaking to me in Spanish. And I... How did you know? That's how I give off. I speak Spanish vibes. But, um, he just started just, saying there was a the busker playing the bagpipes and he was like, Come on, delicious. And I translated that in my head as like, like the Welsh, because Gales is uh, Wales in mm. Spanish, but he was talking about Galicia. And Which was he saying the bagpipes came from there? Well, apparently the Galicians played the bagpipe. Great. And I didn't know this. Which was like, I'm not the Welsh, the Scottish. And he's like, no, the Galicians. And I was like, no, the Scottish. <laughs> he's like, no, the Galicians. We oh, my God. Saw, like a comedy sketch from the 50s. Yeah, I'm, no, re really, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say uh, this. Tom, the idea that you are shocked that that man was walking by the Tate Modern and was like, which one of these people probably speaks a second language? And then saw you in a blazer and an ascot in the mid-morning and went, mm -hmm. that guy. That guy at least has enough Latin that will get by. You know what I'm saying? The idea... I think, I think it, it was the fact I was smoking. I think... <laughs> I think the way you smoke as well. I feel yeah. like you have a European smoking stance when you're probably, out in the world. Probably in little mitts that show your little fingertips so you can still smoke like some sort of coal worker. Yeah, fair enough. I, I could grab some if you want. Yeah, there yeah. we fucking go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With me, man. And you have like some sort of like gorgeously colorful scarf. Because scar anyone, by the way, who has a non-colorful scarf, fuck you. That's the perfect. You can always have a colorful accent with a nice scarf. That's the rule. No black scarf, no gray scarf, no brown scarf. Must be a vibrant color. I've got, I've got one that's um, black and silver, and the, and the, the silver shows up. That, that's black, black, literally black and gray, really. But yeah, but the sil silver is not gray, and that is a distinction that must be marked. And the fact that it's it does glint, it will yeah, glint. Of course, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it will glint. Very emphatic. As uh, long as it glints, I came here for one fucking thing, Chris, and that is to glint. Did you guys know that um, 
Peru and Chile almost went to war over Pisco. No. Yeah, so there's two kinds of Pisco. One's Peruvian and one's Chilean. And neither will admit, or maybe I should put it, both insists that they invented Pisco. I love it. I fucking uh, love this To the so point much. where when, when Chile we... so obviously a native thing before those boundaries were drawn. Oh, in yeah. In Macedonia. Yeah, exactly. In and Macedonia. Thank you. To the point where Chile uh, changed oh, the name of a city. Now. Apparently it's North Macedonia now. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Um, and the, uh, uh, yeah, because like Peru's, Peru's claim is like, we have a fucking town named Pisco. And so Chile just changed the name of a city and said, I guess what, assholes? Love <laughs> I love this. I'm going to say this right now. And I find it, it needs to come back into government is we don't we have way too many evil, greedy politicians and not enough petty dicks. You know what I'm saying? John Gretchen, one of the best prime ministers in the history of Canada, corrupt as fuck and petty to a fault, but so fun. He mm. choked a guy. You know what I mean? Like Ed Koch, mayor of New York, you know, really let the AIDS crisis go crazy. But I enjoyed when he told people to shut up when they wanted things that he couldn't afford. You know what I mean? We need that again. Uh Clearly, we invented Pisco, the town of Pisco. I think you'll find there's two Piscos, motherfucker. Yeah. Chilly out. It just mailed them a map with a circle around it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck around and find out, bitch. Like, it's so good. <laughs> it's like how. What, what, what? Oh, sorry. Go for it. <laughs> I was say, like how the CFL had two Rough Riders for like yeah. over 20 years. Just because so, it was like. Uh, why? It's such a dumb name. It's so dumb. Incorrect. So the Rough dumb. Riders is a fine name. The it's a reference. Petty Roosevelt. Of, exactly. The greatest. Yeah. The greatest of all the in, uh, military industrial complex presidents. Teddy. He was the first one. Well, Famously not, not Canadian. Famously not Canadian. Why Perfect. do we have two teams called the Rough Riders? <laughs> well, one of them was I don't know. There's horses somewhere in Calgary or in, I don't even know. Where in the, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. It was the Saskatchewan. Yeah, the Saskatchewan. In Ottawa. Yeah, I always like the Stampeders because that's just not a word. Mm. <laughs> Stampeders. I think it is. Stampeders. That's not a noun, is Stampede. it? Stampede is a noun, but to, to stampede, no, no. that's not a verb. Stampede is a verb, or as well as a noun. Yeah, fair. Okay. To stampede, and who was stampeding? Horses. You've got to be able to answer. <laughs> Horses. I mean, Horses oh, and, you're not giving cattle. any any new information, <laughs> but you you must. Be, it would be allowed in Scrabble, is all I'm saying. Okay, it might be allowed in Scrabble, but Scrabble can, and this is quite crucial. Suck my dick, and um, it's true again. Uh, here's the other thing I'm going to say. I'm going to say about that is if you ask Triple the word question, score. who stands? Well, I'm just here? I'm just saying that's two Ks. It's very unlikely it's going to happen. If someone, <laughs> if someone. Responded to the question, who stampeded through here and they went the stampeders? I'm punching them in the throat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But, 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 but this, this, this is a, a interesting one. I, I, I was just saying as, as, as an exercise in. in, in, in thing. But, but that is a classic example of begging the question. Because to beg the question does not mean to what everyone uses it as. To beg the question is to answer the question using only terms provided in the question, therefore giving no new information. So who's...
Look at Tom's face. Oh, he's not doing it anymore. Tom looks so pissed. How could we have looked at him? The countdown is on. Oh, you can't see his little screen. I got a little screen here. It's very nice. Tom, would you like to talk? Can't unmute Tom's mic. I missed that. I miss it too. <laughs> um, you look like a different person. He does. Yeah. That's why. That's. <laughs> ah, man. Got us again. Is, Tom, is your first name Tony and second name Award? Oh. oh. How, does, yeah, how old do we think my, before? My middle name is Oscar. So. How old? How old before uh, uh, they finally acknowledge the genius of Tom Tuck and give him a BAFTA for something? How old do we think Tom Tuck is going to be before the the industry goes? That's oh, our guy. No, it's going to be. I think technically he technically have helped to win a BAFTA. Yeah, but I think you're going to lift it. You're going to yeah, uh, yeah ch- children's BAFTA, and I wasn't even invited to the ceremony. Uh, it's like but, a daytime Grammy. Oh, Doesn't count. Yeah, daytime yeah. Grammy. Yeah, <laughs> but so, so the episode I was in won best episode of a children's t- TV show. Okay. What TV show are you in? Don't say Jim will fix it. Horrible histories. Oh yeah. So the the Shakespeare episode in which in which I do a rap um, <laughs> from Come As You Are. Uh, no, no, they, they had to do the original. Song. Got so bad. I also just realized um, this episode is done, ladies and gentlemen. We're done for Sunday. Oh, we'll, yeah? see you, we'll see you on Wednesday. Tom, you stay right there. We're going to time travel forward to. I'm going to go have a cigarette. Yeah, we're we're all going to go have a cigarette. We're all going to go have a cigarette. <laughs> right, Sweet. Uh, Ashley, see you, see you in uh, three minutes. We're wrapping uh, it up. We're not, we haven't wrapped up yet. We're wrapping yeah. it up. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna we're gonna have an old lady talk about sex. Stay on stay on Tom the line. Plugs. Stay on the line, caller. Tom plugs. All right, Tom is gone. Go find the lesbian what? musical. Plug your plug your show. Uh, Shutters, a lesbian rock opera, the Clack of Omnibus, uh, running uh, Tuesday to Sunday from the sixth of June. Can I just say this? The way you said omnibus really made me excited for this show. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a really cool it's a really cool theater. Nice. All right. Here's an old lady talking about sex. Thanks for watching. We love you. Bye. Penis into her vagina.